Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Welcome to Footwork. This is stoppage time with footwork highlighting some of the best moments from episodes. And this week we're joined by Brian Saramago, Portuguese-American professional currently playing in the second tier of Portugal. A deadline day contract captivated years of blood, sweat, and tears. We talk about all the ups and downs on his path and how players should never wait for the quote-unquote perfect opportunity. Listen to the full episode just below this one and find more at footwork.club, the official site of all things footwork. Made my move over to, to Loyola uh, down in uh, Baltimore. Um, played there three and a half years, uh, technically four seasons, but I graduated early so, so I could enter the, the MLS draft. Um, unfortunately, uh, I went undrafted. Um, no teams selected me in that, in that draft, um, which maybe now looking back is a blessing, but at the time, I was obviously devastated and and very upset and and going through a little rough patch. Um, and then in 2020, that was the same year that COVID hit. Um, went the year without playing. And then uh, in the year 2021, I got a call um, asking if I wanted to go over to Slovenia and uh, play play professionally there in the second league. And uh, I jumped on the opportunity. Um, I was a bit hesitant at first, but I jumped on, on the opportunity after a little bit and, and started my adventure there. I was lucky enough to, to do well there as well, score goals and, and just do what, what I know I'm capable of. And uh, just recently on the transfer deadline day, I was mm-hmm. blessed enough to, to move back to uh, – to my homeland, my home country of where my parents are from and, uh, and a place that, that I know very well. And uh, now I'm at Bolonia Saad. I'm playing the second league of Portugal and, and enjoying every second of it. And with the, with the national team, do you have any, any fond memories about games, about competitions, about playing with different players? Like what, when you look back at it, what are some things that you think about? Uh, yeah, I was honestly I was blessed enough to play against Spain and France, and uh, those teams at the time had uh, like Cucurella, the guy at Chelsea, was playing on Spain. Um, Did he have the hair? I know France. Yeah, he 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 had the hair. Came out yeah. the womb with that. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I know we played France, and uh, we played against. Uh, Odward, the guy that the striker at Crystal Palace. Um, mm-hmm. I played against Apumacano. Um, nice. He was playing that game as well. And mm-hmm. it's like you look at these guys and and you see that these guys are quality and and that you're at you were at that level and it, and it even motivates you more to see those guys at the level that they're at and the fact that you were once on the same pitch and playing against them, it, it kind of motivates you to 
to believe even more in yourself and, and give that extra effort to to hopefully get to to that point in your career. And um, yeah, in terms of guys, I I played with the, on the national team as well. Um, my roommate at uh, when I went to the Canary Islands with the under 19s was Weston McKinney. Um, down to earth guy. He was top player. Um, I honestly still remember the first training session um, after at the end of training, we were doing a little 11 v 11. And I still remember he picked up the ball at half, just picked up his head, just looked back down at the ball and then just chipped the goalie from behind half. It was something unbelievable. And it was honestly I think that was honestly the first moment that that I realized that this guy, this guy is different. He's he's got that something that something special. And uh, I still remember after training, my my parent, my dad specifically asked me how it went. And I still remember telling him that 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 happened. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that in, in my career um, happen live. You know, it was something. It was definitely something that that stood out, and uh, yeah. And then you look back at that team that that was there. There's a bunch of guys playing in uh, in top leagues here in Europe, and like I said, it's it's motivating to to see these guys do well. It just it it makes me happy knowing that that I was at that level. But at the same time, it motivates me to to want to push more and and get to to that level as well and and hopefully get to the to the full men's national team someday so for you what do you think you took most from that year in Slovenia to bring to the to the next levels um honestly uh just the the fact that every day you have to to work um the hardest possible um i know that sometimes especially at when you're at university sometimes uh you kind of take it i wouldn't say take a day off or, or relax uh, you kind of just like take your foot off the pedal for a bit and and it's not as drastic but when you get to to the professional level every day you have to be at a, a hundred percent and sometimes even 110% if you want to get on the field and and the fact that you need to show up every day and, and perform if you want to play on the weekend. Um, and that's something that that I realized really quick going into into the into Slovenia and and I realized when I got there that if if I really wanted to to play and stay on the field, I, you, it's not even in question. You, you need to do the work at a hundred percent every day. And, and you always have to go out there and perform at the best. I know sometimes technically or, or just technically or tactically, you know, you, you might be lacking, but just that work effort can never, can never lack um, no matter what. Um, even if, on the day um, my finishing is, is really poor. I can't, like, I, I always tell myself, okay, maybe it's not my, not my day today in terms of finishing, but my work ethic has to always be there. It has to be at 150% now since my finishing isn't there. 
And uh, I think that's that's something that that I realized quickly, and that's something that that I'll take for everywhere I go now, and especially here now, it's even more more competitive, um, and that's something that that's super important. If if you don't put in the work, then you'll never get on the field and and play. And what advice would you give to young footballers or, or footballers in general waiting on the perfect opportunity instead of going out there and taking advantage of, of an opportunity or any new platform? I would say that there there's never really that perfect opportunity. And even if there is, I feel like it's just like 1% of people get the the perfect opportunity. Um, and I, I think that like, especially for me, from the fact that I got a call to go to Slovenia and I was hesitant and, and I kind of myself was even looking for that perfect opportunity, um, whether it be to play here in Portugal or, or play in the U S and, and that, just never came it was just never going to come about or wasn't coming at the time um and but I got this one opportunity and, and my parents told me to to take it and, and take the risk and, and now looking back I think it's it's the best thing I feel like if you the the game of football is so competitive that um if you miss one opportunity you you might miss it forever. I, mm. I feel like uh, it's something that if you don't jump on that one opportunity that you get, um, someone else is going to take it. And then there, there it goes, your opportunity to, to maybe even prove to, your, like, to everybody that, okay, maybe that's not where I, I see myself at, but maybe it's a stepping stone that, I can go there and play there, do well, show everyone the capabilities I have and, and that I believe in. I have and I know that I have. And uh, I'll use it as a stepping stone to go to a higher level. And I think that that comes with taking every opportunity that, that you get and, and running with it and seeing where it goes. I feel like it's better to to take the risk and uh and see where it goes and and regret it then then later looking on and and saying what if what if i could have could have went there and and I, maybe i could have went there or just always questioning like what if what if if i went there and and stuff like that i think it's better to to regret than than ask that what if later down and honestly, I, I'm pretty sure it was probably seven, seven or eight teams that told me no um, before before I got the opportunity to go to Slovenia. So, yeah, there there's a lot of trials. And I think that hearing no consistently def, definitely made me start to to doubt myself a little bit and, and made me uh, start thinking about maybe – maybe I'm not going to be a footballer. Maybe I should start thinking of, of making money and, and starting to work uh, a normal job now. And uh, maybe, 
maybe it's just not meant to be after after seven or eight trials and and everyone keeps saying no maybe maybe i'm just not good enough and i i was starting to doubt myself but thankfully i had family and, and friends behind me always pushing me and always telling me that that out the opportunity was going to come and and that i'm good enough to to play at the next level and it kind of kept me going and and thankfully I got that that one opportunity and and I took it. Yeah, I mean, thankfully it didn't go the other way. That's but yeah. I can yeah. imagine, man, seven seven or eight no's and and kind of you know the span of a a year year and a half is is damaging on any player's confidence. So I can I can only imagine of where that took to of of you know am I good enough? That question that footballers always ask each other, whether it's before a game and during a tough spot or or anything like that so for you and this is I think this is a great thing for young players to know is that look at the level you're playing at but look at all of the rejection and quote-unquote failure that came before it that helped set up these kinds of things guys need to know how much goes into it how much hardship there can be before the big payoff so from a confidence standpoint how did all of those no's from people or how did you flip all those no's into people and still keep the innate self-confidence that allowed you to go into Europe and bag 17, 18 goals and continue to know I'm good enough for these levels, even though there might be seven guys who said no to me, I'm going to make seven guys that want me after I scored seven, 19, 18 goals, whatever it was. Yeah, it's just, I think that I go back to that, that COVID year all the time about how difficult it was and, and all that blood, sweat, and tear that tears that uh, I put in training on my own. Um, no, no one knew that, that I, was, I was training that hard, but I knew, and I knew all that sacrifice that I put. And then, like my parents said, um, when I told them about the opportunity, I dreamt about playing professional my, my whole childhood I worked so hard my whole life um, I sacrificed so much uh, whether it be not going to friends birthday parties or or not hanging out with my friends uh, every weekend um, I missed prom I didn't go to any of my proms because it was playoffs um I didn't. I didn't walk my high school graduation because. Oh damn! I was at playoffs. Um, these were these were the sacrifices that that I made in my life. Uh, that that looking back um, after all those no's and 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 stuff, uh, it made me kind of built this fuel inside me to, and this belief that after all these years, um, I truly believe in myself and and my capabilities. And after that 2020 year, I think my, my mental strength doubled. Uh, I believe I've started believing in myself and, and just had this huge like rise in self-confidence and, and, and stuff like that. And honestly, I think that I carry that with, with, with me every day and that belief that, that I'm the best. Um, I always tell my myself that that I'm the best at on the field and, and I believe that I'm the best player and and I just try to 
to show that and and just play with with freedom and and the belief uh, that I have in myself and and the capabilities. Um, at the end of the day, I keep repeating that I believe in my like the belief in me and, and the capabilities. Uh, I feel like that's that's extremely important because if you don't have that in yourself, um, then who's gonna who's gonna believe that? You know, I feel like. Uh, you have you need that self belief, and you need to to be telling yourself these things if uh, you truly want to to be the best and and be at the level that that you want to be at. Couldn't agree more. And just kind of like you said, there's going to be a lot of people who don't believe in you. So you have to make sure that you at least believe in you before anyone else yeah. does. Where are you now, and what direction do you want to go to? Right now, I think uh, I'm pretty, pretty close to where I want to be. I know um, I would say like that kind of end goal point I always think about and I always tell myself that I want to be playing in the World Cup in 2026 um, with the U.S. men's national team, or maybe Portugal, but I think the U.S. men's national team is, is – more realistic and, and something that I, I, I always tell myself when I talk about playing the World Cup, I always think of, of wearing the U.S. men's national team kit. Um, and it's I think that's like a goal that I want to work to. But I think that my main goal, like my goal every day is to just work to my best of ability and, and show and prove to my coach that, that he can start trusting me and giving me more minutes and kind of take it week by week and uh, start working and, and just work to my best of ability and start getting into games, start scoring goals, start showing people. And I'd like to make the jump into the first league here and, and stuff like that. But I think that for now, my main focus is just kind of giving my my 110% at training every day and and getting to to start playing games um and and start start working to to that starting role on the team and hopefully get get scoring some goals like like I was in Slovenia and and show my capabilities and kind of just work my way towards that that 2026 uh, World Cup and and hopefully be on that roster. Oh yeah, Love we'll that. be there. Met we'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> leave two tickets for us, please. <laughs> yeah. So let's take that into our fast feet round. A few quick fire questions and wrap this up. Favorite player growing up? Cristiano Ronaldo has to be. Sweet Portuguese. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Favorite moment in football? Uh, favorite moment. This is personal or just in general in football? Personal. You're a personal football. Yeah. Personal. I would say uh, it would be scoring uh, that, that brace on my professional debut in Slovenia. Um, it was kind of a testament to all that hard work that I put in that very difficult 
year prior and and it kind of just gave me some relief um, in terms of just all that hard work wasn't for nothing and that thankfully I continued and and that kind of just it just kind of paid off at that time mm -hmm. like after I was just extremely happy that that I didn't give up on myself and and that I kept believing in myself and and kind of that was kind of the the fruits of of that that work ethic and and that belief in myself most difficult moment most difficult like I said and and I've repeated multiple times um just that 2020 year not getting drafted uh not getting getting any calls hearing those those no's over and over again for for that year and a half uh I think it was it was definitely a very difficult and and dark uh moment in in my career but thankfully uh everything turned around and and now I look back and and I'm kind of grateful for for that dark time because it truly made me a better person um, and gave me mental strength that that I never knew that I had and and now I think it's it's gotten me to to the point where I am today. Yeah, they shape us and they add armor at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, best advice you ever received. Uh, I would have to say for my mom, um, she, I know when I was younger, I used to always be, be nervous, like, like everyone else. Um, and especially when sometimes you go up against someone that you hear a lot about and that, oh, this person is, is extremely good or, or this team or this team is, is really hard, um. And stuff like that and you kind of get nervous and, and you don't really believe in yourself but my mom used to always tell me that at the end of the day they're human just like you um everybody makes mistakes they're they're gonna make a mistake just like you're gonna make a mistake so there's no point in in fearing anyone um just believe in yourself and and what you can do and and go out there and, and do what you know best and just work hard and and do your do your thing um because at the end of the day like like i said they're they're just human like you and and they're just as capable of making mistakes um just like you can best player you've ever played against uh ruben diaz um, i was grateful enough to, to play a preseason game against benfica and that was pretty special i can imagine Best player you ever played with? Uh, I would say probably Weston McKinney. If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Uh, I think I'd be a finance bro, uh, working <laughs> on Wall Street. Or real or, estate. Or, or real, real estate, estate, like you said. Yeah. yeah, or real estate. Or both. But, yeah. Yeah. But I think if, if I didn't play football, I, I would I would have majored in finance and worked on Wall Street, wore a suit every day, lived in Soho, living the life, going out every weekend. 
<laughs> in another life or maybe in your 40s who knows maybe that'll come back around. yeah maybe we'll you can always see. do those you can always do those things you know later in life that's the beauty of it yeah. um favorite book um it's called make your own bed um i'm skipping out on the author but it was written by a navy seal um i think uh i read it during during that COVID year and it definitely helped uh, start that transition of, of that mental strength and, and doing the little things and building that, that discipline that, that I now built into my routine. Yeah. Any quote or mantra that you live by? Um, honestly, I have to say uh, one from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> It's kind of funny. It's funny how all these children uh, movies have these great, these, like great themes and quotes. values. Yeah, I'm, a, exactly. I'm a big yeah. fan of these movies. I'll be honest. Yeah, huge. But uh, I, I like the part where uh, the, the the older turtle, the grand, I don't remember what his name was. But it's always the wise turtle says, too, isn't it? The old turtle. Yeah, yeah. He says something along the lines like. Uh, Yesterday is the history. Um, tomorrow is like something about tomorrow's not guaranteed, but uh, like something about now the present. The present is the gift, and that's why they call it the present. Something along those lines. I, I can't remember word by word, but um, just the overall theme. I I I love it. Um, I think it's something that that everyone should should live by. Um, I think that you shouldn't dwell on the past because personally, I think if I dwelled on the past, I would still be stuck at home, um, just moping, probably working. Um, And then you also at the same time can't look too far in the future because then uh, you'll, you'll miss what's, what's going on now. And, um, to build memories, you have to live in the moment and, and enjoy the the time that that you have now. Um, and I think that it's important to to do that. And I think people, some people, uh, get too stuck, um, either living in the past or, or worrying about the future, instead of living in the present and and trying to to change the present. I gotta well, read this quote out. Because uh, this is just this is wisdom from Did you... from Master Ogway. I looked it up. Okay. I gotta watch this movie. There we go. I've never seen it actually. You were too concerned with what was and what will be. There's a saying: yesterday is history. Uh, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club
He messed yeah. me up. I mean, he can just he can just mash it together, so it's fine. 